Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to Netflix, your weekly guide on what to binge this week. I'm Helen Daly. And I'm Helen Kelly. Together we're the two Helens. Consider us your go-to girls. Your go-to Helens. For everything you need to know on the latest Netflix releases. This week we're going to give you a roundup on all the best shows you're going to want to watch in March. And to help us delve through the vast Netflix schedule, we're going to chat to Neela Devneth, who has all of the answers. That's not all. We're going to be playing some fun games and probably making fools of ourselves. You definitely don't want to miss this. Stay tuned to find out what the heck we're on about. So I'm delighted to welcome our fabulous colleague, Neela Devneth, to Netflix. Hello. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. It's really fun. Really exciting to be here. So you're here to discuss the hottest releases on Netflix and it's your job to convince our lovely listeners and us why we should tune in and watch them. No pressure. So what's your top tip? Well, this month there are going to be some cracking new shows that I'm just really excited to talk about. So perhaps I should get this one out of the way. There have been rumours that the sci-fi series The OA Season 2 could be dropping this month. For those who don't know, the OA saw the return of a blind girl who comes back after seven years with her sight restored. Ooh, mystery. Um, Season two is going to be picking up from the first season, but again, the release date is yet to be confirmed. So I'm about to start it tonight. Why should I watch it? Why shouldn't you? Okay, I mean, (laughs) straight in there, Helen. It's so good. I think we, me and Neela used to sit next to each other when it came out the first time, and I can't, like... We didn't stop talking about it, yeah. did we? There's so many theories. So many questions out there. How sh- she kind of got her sight restored. Are there others out there like her? Is she dead? So much. Oops. <laughs> um. <laughs> Great. Sorry, Helen. <laughs> I'm just going to accept it for this one. Um, so is it kind of a sci-fi? Is it a mystery? Where are we at with it? What's the tone? So it's more of a kind of sci-fi thing. There have been strange things going on, but it's also kind of has a thriller element. So, you, so things start to unravel. You get kind of like you look back and forth at what's kind of going on. And Helen, I know you love the cast as well. Oh my god, Britt Marling is incredible. I read about her before the OA came out and I've kind of been following her on Instagram and she's been really hard at work on season two. And you can see from the comments on her Instagram that fans are desperate to find out what happens next. I think it's going to be two, nearly two years since it was last out. Oh god, yeah, definitely something like that. Just, I wanted to know what happened next as soon as that final episode happened. There were, like like we said, so many theories, Mm. so many questions. And the characters are all so different and so interesting and it's kind of like there's two storylines going on at the same time so you want to know maybe even three because you've got what's happening right now what and now she's back what happened to her and also what happened to her but in the past like how it all started and it's kind of can get confusing I don't know if I can explain it very well but there's I just love it. There's just so many different storylines and you want to know how they're all connected and how each character Mm. knows each other and what their connection is and just come back already. (laughs) And I mean, sometimes with these shows, you know, you have the brilliant first season and then there's always that worry that the second season might not be as good. 
do you think we'll have that worry this time? Or is the story honestly that good? Um, there's been mixed... I think the problem is there was some mixed response to it. Some people felt it could have been wrapped up within season one, but then there were lots of questions. So I think we're going to have to kind of wait and see how it kind of plays out before I, we can pass judgment. Yeah. I think a good series that leaves you with questions, you're kind of... If it doesn't leave you with questions, then you're kind of like, oh, well, where are they going to go next? But I have no idea where they are going to go next. Like, absolutely no idea. There's there's probably, like, if you go on Reddit, there's probably, like, tons of theories of what the story is going to be in season two. It's kind of like Game of Thrones. We have no idea how it's going to end. But, and that's why I think made Game of Thrones so great. Up until the point we followed it with the books, but once it went off track from the books, you were kind of like oh my gosh, what is going to happen next? Are they going to stick to this? Is this going to come in? Mm-hmm. And I think with the OA, because you want to know what's going to happen so much, you're going to watch it. I think, yeah, I think it'll be fine. The second season is going to be incredible. I hope there's more. I hope some answers, questions are answered, but I hope there's also a lot more questions because I think this really has the potential to go on for a while, really. And I can exclusively reveal that we will have some content from the OA coming up in a future episode of Netflix. How exciting. Um, so before I spoil any more of it for me or any other listeners, what else should I be watching? Well, there's loads of things coming back. So On My Block is returning for season two. Um, it's going to be picking up from the tragedy of the first season where the characters were reeling and trying to put their lives back together. Um, Netflix hasn't shared a lot of details about this, even the release date, apart from the fact that it's back in March. So kind of keep your eyes out on that. And it's all well and good, but I think I'm going to need something funny. Ah, just the thing. So if you're a fan of Drew Barrymore's zombie comedy, Santa Clarita Diet is going to be back for season three and will be dropping at the end of March. Barrymore's character is going to be going on a journey this time to find purpose and probably still eating more people. Um, And then her husband, Joel, is apparently going to be investigating a secret society. So basically plenty for fans to get their teeth stuck into. Pun intended there. Um, So Santa Clarita Diet is going to be out on the 29th of March, if you want to catch that. Um, Also, there is going to be the second half of Arrested Development Season 2. The first half dropped in 2018, so there's been a bit of a wait to find out what happens with the Bluth family. So expect more chaos. That'll be on March the 15th. And one that I'm really excited for is Afterlife uh, with Ricky Gervais. So what can we expect from that? Yeah, so fans have got a brand new comedy from Ricky Gervais. um, And this time it'll be seeing him playing a man who has to come to terms with the death of his wife. So expect more of the same from Ricky, you know, close to the bone stuff, bittersweet. Um, That one will be coming out quite soon, actually. That's going to be on March the 8th. And do you think that's going to be a little bit more like Derek or a little bit more like The Office? Because I'm actually a huge Gervais fan. I think it's going to be very different to both of them. I feel like you're kind of going to get more of him seeing kind of a softer side, surprisingly, to his character, I think. He does like the kind of soft, emotional family romance stories really well. He writes really beautiful stories. Yeah. The Office Christmas special, (laughs) before I say any (laughs) more. Yeah, I think it will see him, I think you'll see him in a different way and his character will be very vulnerable and he'll be trying to kind of carry on and it is that kind of idea of how do you carry on after someone you love dies? And also this month, which I am super excited 
about is Idris Elba is going to be back Woo! on our screens. <laughs> I mean, it's only been a couple of months since Luther finished on the BBC, but already more Idris, and I'm so excited. A couple of months too long. <laughs> yeah, well, who can get enough of Idris Elba? No one, really. Um, he's going to turn his hand to comedy, is that right? Yes, he is. So he's going to be starring in Turn Up Charlie, which will be out on the 15th of March. And he'll be playing a down-on-his-luck DJ who's going to try and revive his career and weirdly also work as a nanny. So um, not quite Luther. Um, so do you think Idris Elba will handle this kind of comedic role well? I hope so. I think the problem is we've seen him being so serious. Like he's played Nelson Mandela. He's played Luther. Like he's played some pretty kind of very serious roles. So it'll be interesting to see if he can pull it off, pull off the comedy but he also DJs, like, doesn't he? He's got, like, a music Big career. Three. So, yeah. like, I think that part is going to be really good. And I think he's probably timed it quite well because I'm sure he has a music video coming out soon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's thought about it. He's, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect timing. I think, I think it's good for him, actually. I think he kind of, he needs to kind of show he can do other things because I think he probably worries about getting stuck in kind of the kind of thespian role and wants to try and exercise those comedy muscles a bit more but he was in thor as well am i yeah is that right he yeah was in that thor. wasn't funny though <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's different to luther yeah it's still quite serious i think we're gonna see a lighter side of him because when i found out he was a dj i couldn't really imagine it because i was imagining luther and like the guy from thor who i'm sure listeners are going to be fuming that we can't remember his name um you know and um other serious roles like that i think when I found out he's a DJ, I was like, oh, so he's got this like completely different side to him. Like, how wonderful. He's just perfect, clearly. Yeah. Oh, Idris. <laughs> and again, we'll probably be touching on that soon in another podcast. And what else is coming up, Neela? So, everyone loves it. Queer Eye Season 3 is coming back. Yay. So, obviously, get your tissues ready. And there's going to be more emotional makeovers and transformations from the Fab Five. This time, they're going to be in Kansas City, in Missouri. So, keep tuned for that on the 15th of march this is my absolute favorite show and probably my top pick for anyone who hasn't watched queer eye you need to watch what it. are you doing with your life if you haven't watched queer eye like i think i binge watched it after watching the first one, i was like what is this gonna be like tuned in i was like oh my god this is so emotional i need to watch more it's like if you're having a bad day just watch it and you will instantly feel so much better it is the pick-me-up isn't it just kind of just lightens your day when you've got so much other kind of stuff and a lot of serious drama so it's kind of nice it's kind of like an antithesis to all of that but also you are gonna cry yeah <laughs> so like in go into way. yeah go into it knowing that you're gonna cry but it's an emotional awakening that I never expected from it also I feel like a lot of people have got some really great role models out of this show like the fab five are just so great the advice they gave it's not just I don't think it kind of just is for the person they're speaking to and helping to give this transformation and makeover to but also to like everyone who's watching because I remember like watching stuff and like with my boyfriend and my housemate and they're like oh my god this is a really good tip and I'm like this is what I've been telling you for weeks they were like that sounds really cool and you can pick stuff up and even my dad and my mom have been watching it I think it appeals to everyone yeah I think it, there is definitely something to be said for that. And I can, it looks like Netflix is trying to tap into more of that kind of lifestyle thing. Because I'm pretty sure after we got Queer Eye, Marie Kondo wasn't long to follow afterwards. Yeah, so I think yeah. there's definitely a trend there. And people want it. Like yeah. those kind of life hacks, they're all yeah. over Instagram and stuff. People really want it. And Queer Eye has the best hacks. I want to know how to make the perfect guacamole. 
Oh, what? Antony knows yeah. it. <laughs> and the perfect margarita, my two favourite things. I know, and for those that have beards, they're well-groomed on there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think they should do, like, a separate beauty one where, like, Jonathan can just go through all of the best products because I would snap them up in a second. Well, as well, like, you know, these guys have become so famous off the back of it. Like, they were all at the Oscars, pretty much. Jonathan's doing a stand-up show as well as his ice skating journey, which I'm living for. Get him on Dancing on Ice right now. Yeah, exactly. He'd win. <laughs> Fix. Oh my God, yeah. Um, yeah, so like, it, you know, it's really nice for these guys as well that they've transformed their lives. Yeah, and, and helped and, others in the process. And I think, yeah, as you said, you've got lots of role models and... Yeah. I think they've also really opened up a lot of discussion because yeah. a lot of the topics that they touch on really gets people talking and in a... a a very positive light I've not seen any negative reaction to the show and I think if the subjects that they chat about um like about sexuality and gender and like roles in the family things like that if they get people talking about that yeah it's Mm. brilliant absolutely um so what else is coming up Naila so we've got The Order, which I think is going to be a new kind of your new binge, basically. So it feels a bit like it's trying to tap into the kind of Riverdale teen market. It feels a little bit Buffy kind of thing. So expect strange goings on, supernatural goings on in a high school setting. So slightly like Riverdale then. And I watched the trailer and it seems a lot like Sabrina, which Mm -hmm. I'm kind of getting that vibe, like Riverdale, Sabrina, Umbrella Academy crossover kind of thing. And it looks really interesting. I'm quite, quite keen to find out what it's going to be like. Yeah, I I have a feeling it could be a big one, actually, just because it's kind of got those elements. It feels really of now. And yeah, as you said, it's very much tapping into chilling adventures of Sabrina and Riverdale and that kind of teen market which is just massive in terms of tv but actually I think we all kind of enjoy it I think there's something timeless about that this teen genre and I think Netflix has really tapped into that I was going to say this genre has like completely exploded over the past year or so yeah that's all you see now is teen drama yeah why (laughs) I mean I have no idea I think obviously when I was younger Twilight was like the big film big franchise Mm -hmm. and everyone went mad for that and then it kind of dropped off a little bit yeah but now like Sabrina Riverdale all that kind of like high school kids but with like a little bit of a darker element in the background is really doing well I think it's because it doesn't patronize young people um I think there's a lot to be said and I think adults enjoy it I think it's basically like the television version of YA fiction young adult fiction I think it's just kind of moved into TV and I think that's what's happened and it's exploded because I think you can enjoy it whatever age you are there are kind of universal elements that you can really kind of that resonate with you as well so I think that's a lot about why these shows are working so well even like 13 Reasons Why that was a big teen show supposedly but it was big among adults again it got people talking about issues that they wouldn't have necessarily discussed otherwise and it's very much a show for netflix this yeah kind of the order Mm -hmm. sabrina these shows work so well because of the platform that they're on these are kids sitting on their laptops on their ipads watching yeah absolutely shows it really fits it kind of does explain it itself and so that one um the order is out on march the 7th that sounds good 
And um, what else have you got coming up? So some other things just to keep in mind. So David Fincher has an anthology series called Love, Death and Robots. I've seen a little bit about it. It looks intriguing. Not sure what to make of it. Um, there's also Immortals for those who like vampires. And there's also a TV show from South Africa called Shadow, which is an action-packed police drama. And in terms of um, Love, Death and Robots, David Fincher, did he do Mindhunter? Did Mindhunter. I think he worked... He is the director of Fight Club and also worked on House of Cards, I believe. So he's got some, like... Yes. Yeah, he's got previous. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So we can expect some good things. I'm not sure what exactly, because it this will be a show that crosses across all genres, including sci-fi and horror, but there'll be anthology kind of one-off episode kind of thing. So it'll be interesting to see what direction that goes in. Mm. So watch, binge and avoid. Go with it. It's like Snog, Marry, Avoid, but okay. it's watch, binge and avoid. I've done it again. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to explain how this is going to go? This isn't, this isn't the game that we have spoken about. This oh. is just a mini Okay. A warm-up, just to get the brains going. Um, Yes, so of what we've discussed, what would you watch, what would you binge, and what would you sadly avoid? Oof, it's a tough one, isn't it? I think I would probably binge The Order. Um, I would definitely watch Queer Eye. And it's tough, I don't know, what would I avoid? (sighs) Do I have to choose one? I am putting you on the spot. Okay. <laughs> Avoid is really hard, I think. Maybe, I don't know. Oh. Maybe start watching, but not necessarily finish. Um, I think maybe I would say Immortals, because I'm not sure. I feel I feel a bit jaded after Twilight, so. Mm. <laughs> HK? Yeah, I think Immortals is just kind of... Vampires aren't really my thing. I can see the appeal in it. Yeah. but um, I just don't yeah. think it's for me. Yeah. Binge Queer Eye, obviously, over a weekend. Um, I hope I'm not working that weekend. And I'll watch The Order, and I'll probably watch Turn Up Charlie mm-hmm. as well. well um, why didn't I binge that for Idris? Yeah. No, I need to spread him out over a week or something. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the choice of words. I am probably going to binge turn up charlie watch the order sadly immortals it's not for me yeah but i get it Mm. it's just not for me yeah so following the success of my wonderful game ideas um don't roll your eyes helen i'm sorry i'm trying (laughs) so hard um yeah i thought we'd have another go so some actual real thought has gone into this one this is called netflix picks Um, so basically, I have a very um, high-budget sandwich bag in the middle of the table with some folded-up bits of paper in. We do not cut corners here. No, no expense bed. So it's got some folded-up bits of paper with a popular Netflix title that you will all know. And it's got a list of words that you are not allowed to say. And you need to describe it so the other uh, guests in this room can guess what it is. So you can't say the title, you can't say any of the words on the card, you can't say any of the cast members. I don't know how I feel about this game, it's going to be hard. Let's see how it goes. (laughs) Who would like to go first? I will go first. Okay. Let me choose. Delve into the bag. (laughs) Obviously, play along if you're listening. I'm very tense. Oh, God. 
a fabulous show, which I really enjoy and plan on binging. Queer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Neela, would you like a girl? Okay. Right, let's have a look. <clears throat> this is working. Try not to look. <laughs> yeah, you're sitting right next to Neela. <laughs> um, a cult that... A cult where people kind of get out and things happen. <laughs> um, that recently came to an end um, and has proved to be a huge success. Is this this one where it's in the state? What was that one? A documentary? I'm totally. Are we allowed to? Allowed to? Yeah, I was gonna say. Are we allowed to make? Uh, give, am I allowed to give you clues? Yeah, why not? Okay. Um, Maybe the title. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's um, the title is the name of the lead character. Is um, it fictional? Yes. It's. Oh, they're all popular th- Netflix shows. Oh my god. A title. The title is the name of the character. Yeah. Okay. Most of the title is the name of the character. It's a cult that people have got out of. <clears throat> yeah. What on earth have you written down? I Helen? don't know. What have I done? <laughs> you made up this game. No. <laughs> um, so we're not allowed cult. to... S- the Umbrella Academy. That's a cult. No. Um, I'm trying to think. So we're not allowed to say cast members, any of the main... <laughs> I'm now thinking about lifelines. <laughs> Born a friend. Yeah. Can we have 50-50? Okay, um, let's have one cast member. Okay. I'm bending the rules. I'm trying to think of the cast members. I'm going to go with Tina Fey. Oh, um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. I did not get that. That was a very good clue. (laughs) But the thing is, yeah, if you, I feel like if you're not familiar with the show, I was trying to avoid... I was thinking of Wild World Country. Maybe you should explain what Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is about. So basically, it's about a girl who kind of breaks out of a cult after being kept there no, for years I've, and I've years. No, I've seen the face one, but I just never, would never have like put that together. I was thinking of like a huge cult that people have been chatting about that's been on Netflix, like a documentary. I was like, what have I missed? This game is going so well. <laughs> Right, Helen, you, you, you do the, yeah, you, right. you do the next one. Just so people can hear, I'm going to rustle the bag. <laughs> right. I bet I, I bet I literally fail at this. Okay. Um, it's a very scary story. Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so good at this game. <laughs> I won't watch it because it's scary. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> And HK is up once more. Oh. Oh. Um. Oh, you made this so hard by what you can't say. <laughs> That's the point. A girl who finds out she has magical powers. Sabrina. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was easy. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll give this one another go. This is going to go wrong again. I'm just saying that. The game is falling apart <laughs> in front of my eyes. <laughs> There's always next week. <sighs> to do with death and lawyers um death and lawyers death and lawyers kind of american kind of procedural have a very strong kind of 
female at the center of it it's been going on for quite a while oh and it's uh, not just on netflix it's on um, no it's that thing i can't think of what it's called i think i know what it is (laughs) i'm gonna let helen struggle a bit no it's in my head and i can picture the person and i just can't think i'm too tired and it's to do with kind of the death of her husband. No, I'm totally not gonna. There's it. a big central mystery. Yeah. It's in a school, university. You're not allowed to say that. I can. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys, calm down. <laughs> it's how to get away with murder. Why do I feel like I've got the hard ones? <laughs> I was not on that either. What was you, I on? I was literally oh. mouthing it to you. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that. I was just like, I'm going to ignore that. I can't remember <laughs> what I was thinking of. Right. Let's do one more. Yeah, I think, yeah. And then we'll forget this ever existed. (laughs) Okay. So there is a group of people who are rather remarkable. The Umbrella Academy. Yeah. (laughs) And that's all for Netflix. (laughs) Until next time. The official game will be out very soon. (laughs) Yeah, we'll make an app. Um, So I actually thought that we would finish with a little bit of news. Um, As we record today, it is a Wednesday. Um, ITV and BBC have announced that they're teaming up to launch BritBox, um, which will be a streaming service set to rival Netflix. And it will have, you know, specially created content and all box sets on it. Um, What do we think? I wasn't initially convinced, but now I know that's going to be old box sets on there. Could they please put Hebben on? Because... I can't find it. It's a stream anywhere and I really want to watch it and I want to make lots of people. the most thing you've said. I'm sorry, but it's so good. If you haven't watched Heaven, please go and watch it. It's really funny. But It's a sitcom with Chris Ramsey for anyone that's unsure. Yeah, and it's based up, up now. So, you know, kind of got some connection to it. Um, it got me through my final year of uni. So, but I don't know, like new content, like surely ITV and BBC should just put it on itv and bbc or is this so they can hit a more global audience Mm, i mean i think we were chatting about this earlier you mentioned that did you say that it was in the uk that they want to roll it out that it's already been a success in the us yeah so it started in the us and it was a way of um, us audiences getting to see some of the great dramas that bbc and itv are making and obviously you know there are a lot and it's a valuable thing for um overseas audiences however what's the point that's what I kind of am thinking at the minute. Why are they bringing it over here when we already have BBC iPlayer and the ITV Hub? Unless they're going to bring more American shows over. But then it is called BritBox, so that's a little bit... I feel like it would be good for anyone outside of Britain because everyone loves... You have the whole kind of, like, Anglophenia. Mm. Everyone loves kind of... Could you, I don't know, be able to download stuff to take it and watch it when you're away on holiday? I know yeah. a lot of people mm-hmm. like to... Sp- I don't know, if you're on the plane, there's nothing you want to watch on the plane. If you've got a really long 12-hour flight, mm, maybe it, put some good old Brit BBC on. on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it depends. I think the problem is that you've got so many streaming services and things like that. Are people going to be willing to pay for them? There's already, you've already got Amazon, Netflix, and now TV. 
in America, you've got Hulu. So it's just whether people are going to be willing to then pay for an additional service. And also if they're already paying for the license fee, if they're then going to be willing to be like, okay, I'll pay for additional BBC content. So I think it's going to be how it pans out, how they kind of sell it. Um, I don't know if it'll necessarily work in this country. And then on top of that, Disney are launching their own streaming platform. So that's going to have all the net, um, sorry, all the Star Wars content, all the Marvel Marvel. content. So it's just like in this day and age, are people going to be willing to pay for such a service, especially in this country? And I'm not convinced yet, but I'm, I'll be, I'd like to be happily surprised, but I'm not convinced. Yeah, I mean, I understand why they would want to do it in America. I get that. That's great. And it's really positive to see, you know, BBC and ITV teaming up to, you know, give people their content. However, yeah, I just don't understand why they need a separate service in the UK when they could just upload everything they wanted to the iPlayer and the Hub. They have that facility and it's wonderful and we're always using it. But yeah, it seems quite odd. And especially, I was wondering what you were thinking about the, um, you know, the brand new content that they were going to make for it. They tried it kind of thing with Killing Eve yeah. last year. It went online first. Yeah. Um, but Killing Eve came out in the US first. Yeah. So I think the thing is with Killing Eve is they, they put it all on iPlayer in one go. And that's great if you want to binge it because I did and I loved it. But then a lot of people will watch it when it's on on the weekend. Like I know my parents watched it each week. They were like, right, okay, it's Saturday. Killing Eve's on. And they really enjoyed it. Mm. But I think you kind of lose that suspense like yeah being able to binge watch stuff is great and you can chat about it straight away but at the same time I like it where if you miss something you can go home after work or night and catch up and you can discuss it and there's loads of questions that you're and theories that you're coming up it kind of makes it it does make it exciting I think yeah and I mean I think you know it makes sense for Netflix and Amazon Prime for example to have you know, exclusive content on there because you can't get it anywhere else. But, you know, when you can watch something on BBC One on a Tuesday night and then it's all on BritBox, it's like, well, you're probably just going to watch it or, like, tape it or record it. I don't know. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think the industry is changing so much at the moment that we're just going to have to wait and see how it all kind of pans out and kind of everyone's still kind of finding their feet and that's why you're getting so many streaming platforms launching in one go. But at the end of the day there will be some that won't necessarily work. And we're, we're in the really early stages, so it's exciting to see what works and what doesn't. So, Is TV dead? In what, <laughs> in what sense? I guess, you know, scheduling and, you know, normal channels. No, because you... I think... I love Netflix. I go on it. I'll sit down and I'll watch something. I'll find something to binge. I'm currently working my way back through Gossip Girl as a guilty pleasure. But... um. I think at the same time, I like kind of knowing that, I don't know, what's on at the minute, something, I like looking forward to the big dramas on BBC and ITV, yeah, Yeah, Baptiste, and I like that it's on every Sunday because then you can sit down and like before you go back to work on the Monday, to the end of the week, you can sit down and think, oh, what's going to happen this week? And then you, you chat about it at work on the Monday, like... I mean, I know I do. Yeah. Um, yeah, you have the, the water cooler moments. Yeah, that yeah exactly. Talk about what happened and that cliffhanger and stuff. You, you yeah. need that. I think, yeah, I think there'll always be a place for kind of event TV. And also you've got stuff like, I don't know, like the Queen's Speech or like Strictly. You, that, I think people will watch that live. You will have people just like like spending time on a Saturday, spending taking their Saturday out and watching it. 
So I think there will always be some kind of place, but just what that will be, again, we don't know. Imagine Strictly Come Dancing on Netflix. <laughs> Binging like, through it. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't yeah. have the same appeal. Because you, you, you want to know how they're doing in training. You want to know what the week ahead is going to be like. Who's going to go this week? It's like yeah it's like a family show and i think that and like the x factor and i'm a celeb that kind of thing that's on tv and you sit down with your family and you watch it that's never gonna there'll always be a place for that yeah but of course you know netflix does have that opportunity to um you know drop an episode every week if they wanted to like riverdale sure for example I, i think that's to do with um that's because that's not their original in the sense that it's made by the CW. So I think that's to do with kind of rights and being able to air it. So I guess, do you think BritBox would do that? Um, again, I, I don't know how it would work with them. But um, I kind of got the impression with BritBox from what I'd read that it was more about box sets um, and BBC ITV box set content rather than anything else. So I wonder if iPlay would be separate and we'd have access to that separately to BritBox. Mm. Mm. Well, the good news is that TV's not dead. Yay! <laughs> Hurrah. Congratulations, TV. <laughs> so that's all for this week. Thank you so much for listening. And if you liked what you heard, please like, subscribe and tell your friends. Come and get involved with the debate on Twitter. That's at NetflixedPod, where we'll be teasing details of our next episode. And Neela, thank you so much for joining us this week. In light of what we've discussed today, head over to our Twitter account and vote in our poll. This week, we're asking what you're most looking forward to watching in March. I don't know what... I don't know. Maybe... I'm too biased. I think Idris has my heart. (laughs) It probably has all of our hearts. So next week, we're going to be looking at Afterlife. Uh, In light of the discussion today, we're going to give you all of the hottest gossip on the new drama and um, going to be discussing whether it can live up to the office. I look forward to that discussion. See you all next week. See you. Bye.